0: Good evening everyone and welcome back to the fpl addicts and esports live Fancy weekly Videocast and podcast on the agenda today we'll be discussing the worsening of the liverpool injury problems the english stars dazzling on international duty and a covid worry for one of the fpl's most valuable stars so that's on the agenda but to start with i'm going to introduce my right-hand man in the commentary box it's elliot craig elliot how you going mate
1: i'm doing well mate I didn't exactly uh, dazzle against belgium but definitely against iceland and Ireland so we'll, we'll, we won't talk about Belgium we'll just talk about the good things will we?
0: I mean I mean, yeah I mean a certain Jack Grealish held his head high up in, uh, in Leuven so there's a bit to mention there he was incredible as well this morning by the way was Jack Grealish so he'll be the one on the agenda. So finally the international break is over and we've got a weekend of club football to look forward to how tantalizing is that and we start on a Saturday early kickoff with your club Elliot being Newcastle, they're at home to an empty St. James's Park. They'll be hosting Chelsea. On to three o'clock kickoff. We've got Villa and Brighton. So a lot of FPL assets will be playing there. Then a massive, massive game. Probably the heavyweight clash of the weekend. It's Tottenham and Manchester City in North London. The late kickoff on Saturday night is Manchester United hosting West Brom. Should be an easy win, you'd think, for the Red Devils there. On to Sunday. Early game, Fulham and Everton at Craven Cottage. Should be an interesting one to see how that plays out, whether Scott Parker can uh, rejuvenate his side or whether Everton will take the three points back to Merseyside. Sheffield United against West Ham in Yorkshire. Should be an interesting one, this. Sheffield United not been in the greatest of form and West Ham, you'd think they need to pick up a few results. Should be a tantalising clash. Leeds and Arsenal. Leeds looking for their first top flight win over Arsenal in 17 years. It's been a while, but i um, will have to see if they can get it at Ellen Road. Liverpool and Leicester, two of the early pace setters in the Premier League, will face off. In that game, should be a good game. Now, obviously, Sal are out. A lot of Liverpool's players are out, so maybe a chance for Leicester to stay in a away win. Then we move over to Lancashire, Burnley. It's a lot of people's happy places at the minute. Certainly, Jordan North on I'm a celebrity, if you've been following. But they host Crystal Palace at Turf Moor. And to round out the game week, we've got Wolves and Southampton at Molyneux. So, it should be a few... Um, in there. Obviously Ward Prowse, we've got Walker Peters, some people have got McCarthy still and on the Wolves side we've got people like Purdance and we've got people like Raul Jimenez, so a lot of FPL assets there. So there we are your fixtures for game week nine. Deadline is at 10 o'clock Australian time or Melbourne time on the Saturday night, so get your teams in before then. So now to introduce our two perennial guests from the Esports Live and FPL Addicts sectors. We'll start off with the guru himself. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. How are we tracking, mate?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, looking forward to some fantasy football again this weekend after an uh, international break. Um, but a lot of uh, red flags on, uh, on our squad, so that's a bit of a, uh, that's a, bit of a worry.
0: Yeah, your mental stat before you are saying, what, 17 players out, were they?
2: Yeah, I believe there's about 16 or 17 players and, and a couple of coaches in there that have come back with COVID. So, you know, that's a, uh, that's a huge worry. But, um, you know, thankfully, there's no more international breaks until March, I believe. So, yeah, happy about that. And I'm sure the, uh, the Liverpool fans will be happy too.
0: Let's crack on with some wall-to-wall domestic football for a few months. We love to see it. One person that might not be reveling in that joy as he's a Man United fan, there's probably a lot of losses coming in between now and March. It's Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live.
3: How are we going, mate? Good afternoon, Oliver. How are we? I'm, uh, yeah, well, not bad. Good man. No, I'm, I'm excited to get back. You know, I finished uh, the, international, uh, before the international break pretty well. And yeah, just been dying to get back on the pitch and get these boys back on. But definitely some injury worries to be concerned about, lads.
0: That's probably more inspirational than anything Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has ever come out with. So maybe you should be the <laughs> in the Man United hot seat, but yeah, it's uh, probably been, it's been not. Said before that, I mean, maybe, but not on your FPL form. On your FPL form, you probably should be managing someone like Skelmersdale. But uh, that's a, another discussion for another day. How about team skin—they're <laughs> not great, though, are they? Nine tier English football—that's probably your level. So, now on to a bit of a mini-league recap. Obviously not updated from last week, but it's nice to go over a little bit of a refresher. We've still got Joe Cadella top. He's clear of Tom Stones by two points. I'm seven points from him in third. It's, big, it's a bit frustrating how there's not many Blackburn fans, and I'm still the second-best Blackburn fan in the league, and I'm in third spot. It's a bit awkward. Elliot's gone with a bit of a name change. I don't know what's happened there. He's gone change names, so he might have to change a bit of that, but he's equal third. Vernon Grove, in fifth. Josh Stewart. Uh, 515, so three points back from myself and Elliot. We've got Mustafa Nasser on 508 in sixth. We've got Amarasana in seventh spot, 505. Um, Andreas on 503 in eighth. Uh, we've got Ralph Hens in ninth on 502, and to round out the top ten, Morgan Hanley 501. So all the top ten, and we've even got uh, Love Omashore there, who are 500 points or over. So 11 players, 500 points or over, which is decent. Obviously, that top spot is still claimed by the hairdresser. So, I have to see if anyone can knock him off his perch.
3: I'm going to, um, um, I'm, I'm seeing uh, Joe tomorrow. So, I'll be chatting about his uh, FPL whilst I'm getting my hair cut. You could do one of them any- yourself, Ollie. <laughs> 100% I could, but uh, I'm going to leave
0: that one for a bit. Any chance you could like hack into his phone or anything and transfer his whole team out? Do you reckon that's a possibility? Know,
3: he's doing all right. He's Joe, he. is I think uh, ever since... I think, we did, I think we've uh, been pretty inspirational. Well, maybe not myself, but I think since he came on the show, he's, uh, he's had a lot of good luck from us, hasn't he?
0: Definitely so. He's probably got some uh, tips, maybe not from the guru there, in between all of that. But, um, but there you go. He's absolutely flying and hopefully we can uh, knock him off his perch and just shrink that head size a little bit because I think his ego might be um, overgrowing him a bit <laughs> too not, much you're not, there.
3: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What is going on with your team name,
1: Elliot? What's going I've got on? I have no there. idea. I've, I've just changed it just then. I've got no idea what's happened to that. I think if oh, you, you refresh it. refresh your screen it will, will oh, change okay.
3: back. There we go. Got no idea. Too easy. Um
0: okay, obviously was- we're looking for a new manager of the week. Which, um, if you do end up winning that, you get $10 credit for any esports live tournament on PS4 or Xbox. You can play for prizes and cash pool. We're getting those tournaments up and running now. We've got Rocket League, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and also a bit of Pez thrown in there as well. Last week, that was at Vimal Curie with Solomon Loris. He's 20th in the table. He got 90 points. So if you think you can emulate that, there is some prizes on offer. So try and make sure that you are there. So now to preview our teams for the upcoming week, and I will just tease it really quickly. Among the four of us, there are a couple of wildcards being played. One of those is from Elliot. So uh, you've drastic changes to your team and your team name apparently as well. So what have you gone with in terms of your wildcard
1: draft so far? Uh, Grealish, he's the one player that I need Grealish, Grealish, Grealish it's been (laughs) Grealish all through the international break and I think you've got to have something wrong with you to not have him in your team if you can afford him at the minute with the, the fixtures that Villa have got and the form that he was in for England and even before the international break I think you've got to be a bit mental to not have him in your team I've also had to get rid of, well I haven't had to get rid of him but I've decided to get rid of Salah for De Bruyne I'm going to roll the dice with him I think obviously you know he's on penalty so he's probably a bit of a safe option Um, Getting rid of Salah and Son freed me up a little bit of money. So I've gone with Vardy up top. Leicester have got nice fixtures after Liverpool. And I think Liverpool's defence is going to be weakened. And Vardy obviously is also on penalties when he's on the pitch. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Calvert-Lewin, I was going to go with Watkins, but instead I decided to go with Calvert-Lewin because I had a bit of free cash. But after the three game weeks that Everton have got When their fixtures get tough again, it will probably be a straight swap down to Ollie Watkins. And there's not really much change elsewhere. Matt Target in the defence, James Justin Walker-Peters, Matt Target's the new boy in there. But then it's just a little bit of changes on the bench, I think, for people that are actually going to play instead of people like Mitchell that are out injured or not going to get into the side. So that's going to be, that's my wild card at the minute. Obviously, wild cards change. If I hear anything on Salah, which I don't think I will, then it will change. But that is my wild card as of now. you nervous, Elliot? you nervous? A little bit, mate, a little bit. I don't like playing my wild card because I always, I think Matt was talking about it a few weeks ago, you know, you count up how many points your team would have got if you hadn't played it and I always just get nervous that it's not going to outscore what I would have had and it would just be a waste. But I think long term as well, um, this would be the, the team to have definitely. But no, I'm a bit nervous, yeah, but we'll just have to see how it goes. Obviously
0: now we are recording this at about seven o'clock on Thursday night local time. So we've got a couple of days and a few hours also there as well before the deadline hits. So there's a lot of time for Elliot to change your team. Matt, I don't think you're playing your wild card. I think you've already played yours if I'm correct, but have you made any changes?
2: Not yet. Um, I was waiting on the Salah news. I'm I'm struggling as to whether or not I want to uh, take him out. And then, uh, I'm worried about Rashford as well, so I think I'm just going to wait until the press conferences. If I get the uh, all clear on Rashford, then I may have to captain him. I think he'll be a good differential captain this week. Um, and then it will be... I've got some money in reserve to swap out uh, now's for either Hammers or Grealish. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to wait for the press conferences before I make my decision. I'm going to stick with Son for one more week. Um, he's got a great record against City, so I've got to stick with... Uh, with my guns there in his form so yeah for now no transfers but we'll see we'll see how we're looking uh once press conferences are done
0: obviously you might have to uh, update the socials for uh, fpl addicts to check that finished team you might have to post them up there matt so uh fpl underscore addicts on twitter and instagram if you haven't followed him on there go and do so a lot of great content will be coming up especially over the hectic festival period or festive period rather I should say. Jack, what about you? Have you made any transfers? I mean, your team was in disarray when we were talking off air.
3: What have you done about it? Just, I haven't done anything, obviously, in the 10 minutes that we were discussing before. But it's, um, yeah, a couple of decisions to make, you know, obviously, with the Wolves, um, defensive changes they've made and say he's not playing, not getting a game. So just pondering, you know, what to do with him or just to leave it, which I probably will leave it, if I'm honest. Um, But Salah, like a few boys, obviously moving him around uh, with his, you know, the COVID issue. Um, so yeah, looking, you know, Grealish, Hames, Rodriguez, or Rashford. I think they are the three. And obviously, you boys have got a mix of them as well. So potentially bringing them in for Salah for this week. And I still, I still think some, you know, will do the business. You know, your best players are there for a reason. If you're playing against the big teams, you expect your big players to turn up. You know, obviously last week on the pod we discussed Son and Kane. Um, you know, a lot of hype about people moving in and out, but that's what your big players are there to do, right? And if they don't deliver, what what are they doing? What are they doing on there? Why are they big time players? So they've been in such good form. I'm pretty sure I'm going to leave them there. Um, you know, if I, so, if I change Salah, I'll probably that'll be the only the only change that I make. If I if I don't do the size one, but yeah, it's um yeah a bit concerning though with a few of the big big boys dropping out and a couple of changes need to be made. Obviously, I've already played my wild card, so I'm not in that situation that you two young blokes are in. Um, but yeah, listen, I had a good week before international break, and hopefully we can carry it through into into this. And now we're back, aren't we? It's going to be a good run of um, you know into the festive period. Now it's getting exciting. It's coming, they're going to all start coming thick and fast.
0: Definitely, is you're not wrong. In terms of myself, I'm the second person on the panel that is wild this week, and I'm always nervous with my wild card, To be fair, um, because you look and think, you know, obviously the players that I'm transferring out. Are pretty big ones. You've got Salah and Son not there. They've been two of my biggest assets all season. And uh, to think that they won't be there, it's a bit annoying thinking, you know, am I going to, you know, is that going to cost me down the line? Are they going to uh, buy goals when they come back in? Or is Son, when he um, gets past his fixtures, is he going to score a lot of goals? Probably. Um, but I'd love if we could get a side by side comparison between my team and Elliot's team, obviously both on wild cards, because I believe it's very, very similar. I think in the attack, it's it's almost man for man. Um, I did say, I did tease that I was going to go Grealish and Zaha, pretty much split Salah down, Salah and Son. I wasn't going to get rid of Salah, but I was going to split Son to Grealish and Zaha. I've done that. Salah's gone to De Bruyne, I think, even with a tough fixture. You see a few greens there as well, Burnley and Fulham, to the most uh, defensively not sound sides in the league. So I'm pretty confident there. I've gone Timo Werner just ahead of Jamie Vardy. Obviously, the Newcastle fixture should be a prosperous one for the Chelsea man. And uh, I've gone with a bit of Villa theme at the back. Obviously, I've touched on Grealish in the midfield. He was, he's was he been insane for England over the international breaks. I'm fine with that one. Bit of a risk going with Martinez and Target. Obviously, I've had the Southampton double that's worked well. And I think, you know, if you can strike gold on the doubles, they get you a fair way up the rankings. So, I've gone with that again. Good fixtures for Aston Villa. Gone with the double there. That's my team. Very, very similar to Elliot's. It feels like game week one all over again. But I'm hoping that they can prosper for me and they can get some points. So I can move even further up that league. So that's my team for
3: game week nine. Interesting one with the uh, you know, the Aston Villa because obviously Martinez mm. they're looking good and then you know it wasn't looking good. They've been a bit inconsistent. on well, you know, and having McCarthy, which a lot of us have got as well. I'm still pondering whether to make that switch or not, but I understand the um, you know having the double asset in there as well does make a massive difference, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, that is an yeah, interesting one right. with Villa Um They have they've started well. They've had the odd game where they conceded a few, but yeah, it seems to be the theme. I think they're quite cheap as well. So, um, uh, and your midfield's exactly the same as uh, Elliot's as well.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very similar. I, I knew that that you know might well happen, but just quickly go back on your Villa point, and obviously Villa. You know, they neither went down last season. It took a bit of a greenish masterclass on the final day at the London Stadium just to keep them up. But I think they've looked all right. Obviously, they did concede, what was it, four against Southampton a little while back. But I think Martinez and uh, Target can prosper, even if it's not defensively, even if it's Target going forward. I think he could maybe get a few assists for me. But I'm a bit, I'm confident looking at those fixtures that they could get a few points for me in terms of clean sheets. So uh, that's the way I'm looking at the minute. Um, Obviously the midfield, the exact same, which, you know, obviously, you know, great minds think alike, as they say. And if you're at the top of the league, (laughs) you know, you can't beat them, join them, I guess. And we're we're, we're level. So there's got to be somewhere to split us. I think it's going to be in that defence. So we're going to have to see.
1: Yeah, I like um Nathaniel Klein and Kufal there. They're definitely two of the, the good cheap right backs at the minute that are guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed minutes, I think. And Kufal's he's got himself a few assists at the minute, hasn't he? As well. I think he's got one or two assists. So and that is how West Ham play. They like to get Suchek forward into the box whenever they can and just try and get a header in. But you know, I definitely think he's a good option. definitely I have not I d I haven't I didn't even look at him. I looked at Martinez, but I had Watkins in the team at the time, so I couldn't have three different uh Villa assets, but I'm not sure. I think I'm going to stick with McCarthy. I've, I've got a bit of faith in him.
0: Yeah, Kufal's got the two assists, you could see on the screen there. One in a 3-3, I think, against Tottenham and another one in a 1-1. I'll just bring that one up very quickly. Two assists, yeah, one against Tottenham, one against Manchester City. So he's got a little bit of potential going forward. I did look at Patrick van Anholt instead of Nathaniel Klein, but I think, um, not to be harsh on Patrick van Anholt, but I think we've overrated him a little bit in past years. I think, looking at his stats, he's only got you know the odd few assists. He's got a fair few points, but if we just quickly compare him with Nathaniel Klein, um, you know, he's he's a good player. He's a good FPL player. We, we know that. But I think we have slightly overrated him, you know, ever so slightly. Um, talking about his points and all that. Obviously, Klein's points, you know, if we're going back a few seasons, are pretty impressive. But I think I'm going to go with Klein just to save a bit of money. Um, I want the Palace uh, defender just for those fixtures there. Burnley, Newcastle, West Brom in the next three. And you see West Ham there on the horizon as well. So I'm pretty happy with how I'm looking. I might make a few changes, but it'll be nothing too drastic before the deadline. So now we have the guru section on the podcast. Maybe one of the old, most overrated managers, you know, in the FPL game at the minute. But he's got a point to prove. I'll have to see if he can prove. We've got some questions from our fans. We've got some form players. We've got some differentials. We've got it all coming up in the next few minutes. So, Matt, fire
2: away. Thanks, Ollie. Look, Yeah, look, you're right. My team's not performing, you know, too well. Albeit I'm still in the top uh, 25 or so teams, but... uh You know, the scout picks are coming along well. But um, we do have uh, some polls from our, uh, answered from our fans uh, for game week nine. We've only got the one question this week, uh, which is coming from Johnny Kess on our Instagram, FPL underscore addicts. Good question. He's asked who the better captain is between Jack Grealish or Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Jack Grealish with a home game against Brighton and Dominic Calvert-Lewin with an away game against Fulham. That's a tough one to call. I think I've said previously, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, he's very consistent. He does like a goal. Um, other than the hat trick, he's not got into uh, double figures too many times. Uh, but Fulham is a nice game. Grealish has had a lot of hype in the uh, in the last week with his England performances, but he, I believe, he didn't actually uh, score or assist last night. So um, you know, there's a lot of hype there, but not too much uh, delivered. In terms of goals or assists for England, but he is doing the business for Villa. And saying that, I'm gonna probably say Grealish just for the extra midfielder points. Um, I do like that Dominic Calbert Lewins on penalties. Grealish was, but Ollie Watkins did uh take that penalty against Southampton that, that Grealish won. But um that if I'm gonna pick out of the two, Johnny, it's going to have to be uh, Jack Grealish this week with a home fixture against Brighton.
0: That's an interesting one, that is, because obviously we look at the premium forwards, the, it's slim pickings, really. Obviously, you've got your likes of, of Werner, you've got your Canes, your Vardys, and then Calvert-Lewin's still one that sticks out, obviously, at a couple of appearances for England over the break. So, uh, do you not think that Calvert-Lewin will do anything over the over the time, or is it just that Grealish like looks a little bit more appealing?
2: Yeah, look, I, I do really like... Calvert-Lewin's fixture this weekend. I just think, yeah, Richarlison's back. I've got a feeling he might take a bit of the limelight. Um, I don't know. There's just this buzz about Grealish at the moment and um, having the home game. I think if I'm going to pick between the two, Grealish does just edge it. But tough call, but it's got to be Grealish, especially for the extra potential uh, clean sheet point from midfield and also the extra points from midfield if he does score a goal. So, um, I feel like if it's, it's a tough one, but I'm going to have to go Grealish out of the two as a captain. Right, I, th-
0: I think as well as confidence will be up Grealish. Obviously, you've got Man of the Match um, against Iceland, which I think was slightly undeserved. I think Phil Foden's been robbed, but he was definitely England's best player against Belgium. So his confidence will be high. And let's see if we can transform that into FPL form. Now, Matt, on to your form players. Obviously, we've got one of your captain options from uh, Johnny. The question featuring, we've got both of them actually, and a couple of others in there as well. So, uh, who do you reckon are the form players for this week?
2: Yeah, look, definitely the the two we just mentioned, Grealish, uh, on fire for England in terms of his performances. Uh, Looking the business, Dominic Carbert Lewin. He got a, uh, a squad of penalty for England, and he's also got a couple of returns in his last few games. Uh, continues to uh, to be on form. Uh, ben Chilwell, he got a goal in the uh, the last game week for Chelsea. Um, he was absolutely everywhere in that game. Did have a bit of an injury scare this week, but looks like he was back on the uh, on the bench for England last night. So, got to throw Chilwell in there. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, I'm really liking his form. Uh, got an assist in the last game for Palace. He's had a couple of other pretty solid game weeks. I'm really liking his fixtures. Um, Ziyech from Chelsea. We spoke about him previously on the pod. Great form, really, really good option this week. Was a bit surprised to not see him in either one of your wildcards. To be honest, I thought he might have actually been in there, but um, look, he's a uh, he's one I'm really liking the form of. And then I'm going to have to go with our man, you know, we call him Penaldez on the uh, on the pod. 17 points last time out. Um, very hard to look past him as a uh, as a form player. So um, that's my uh, that's my form players going into uh, game week nine.
0: Yeah, I think Ziyech is an interesting one. I, I would love him in the wild card squad, but I think there's other options around there. Obviously, you know, look at De Bruyne. You want, you know, a, more, you know, a bit of a smoother transition rather from Salah down. And I just preferred Grealish and, and Zahar. I can't speak for Elliot on that front. But um, Ziyech is a player that I did look at, but had to turn away. I mean, he could be brought in before the deadline, but I doubt it. But Ziyech is definitely one to watch. Obviously, in pretty brilliant form. He's not a differential though. There is a few on there, including a couple of returning players, but uh who do you reckon will be the differentials, the low percentage options that potentially could help you rise in your mini leagues?
2: Yeah, well, I think there's uh, there's quite a few to pick from this week. We've got a lot of the big guns, like your Harry Kane and Sellers. Sellers obviously not playing Harry Kane, tough fixture, so there's a lot of the uh you know, the so-called non-premium options to pick from this week. So the first one, Rich Allison, who I've I've spoken about before on the pod. Um but he did score for Brazil in the week, and I think everton have lost every game they've played without him this season, so uh, three point nine percent he's going to be back in the side this weekend he's got a uh,
1: can I just say he, he everton have never um won a game where Richarlison hasn't played in his time at the oh, club
2: although well, that's perfect then for a uh, for a differential option, and also the fact he's on their uh, on their penalties as well so um you know three point nine percent i think if uh, you know you boys have got your wild cards. Not a bad uh, second option in in replace of Dominic Calvert lewin um, So really liking his game against Fulham. Another one I've gone uh, with Martial. 3.9% uh, at home to West Brom. You know, there yeah, could be some potential there. Um, I'm not too sure if Martial uh, was actually even in the French squad over the last couple of weeks. So he could be quite fresh. It's not looked that great this season, but, um, you know, nice home game and, and low ownership. Um, so really liking him. Another one, I did speak about this guy quite a few weeks ago, actually, before he uh, kind of burst on the scene. He's in both of my draft teams, hasn't made my classic team um, just yet. Um, I've gone with Che Adams instead, but big, big fan of Ollie Watkins. Home game against Brighton, and he's still only sitting at 7.5%. So, uh, really, really liking him. If you haven't got Grealish and you want a Villa player, um, Ollie Watkins, you can't really go past. Um, and another one, Mason Mount. I sort of looked through at some of the lower ownership players and I thought, you know, he's a bit like uh teacher's pet for Frank Lampard, where he just seems to just get in that line every Southgate. week. Yeah, and Gareth Southgate. So look, 4.6% ownership. I think Newcastle always a good fixture for uh, for Chelsea. I just, yeah, sorry, Elliot, but Newcastle just seemed to um, be a little bit, it looks a bit toothless against Southampton. So, um yeah, if you're gonna if you want a Chelsea player just to kind of have some Chelsea coverage, four point six percent is just really low ownership to get in that Chelsea team. Um, and the last one, I just wanted to throw a goalkeeper in there. I don't think they get enough uh, praise in fantasy league. And Fabianski, two point six percent ownership. He got a fifteen point haul last time. He's had a seven week, uh, sorry, seven point haul uh, in a previous round. Sheffield United, who are a low scoring team, and I think even over the next few weeks, he's got some good. Uh, Good fixtures and some save point potential. So, um, yeah, I think if you're looking for a new goalkeeper and you've got a little bit of money to spend, um, Fabianski isn't actually uh, the worst shout, and he's got a very good uh, penalty record in previous FPL seasons as well. So, that's my uh, that's my differentials and and ones to watch for game week nine.
0: Brilliantly, Don. Obviously, we've got teams to watch out for as well. You've mentioned uh, Chelsea at length, which obviously Alex going to be annoyed by that. But uh, who are the two other teams that you think will uh, will fire this weekend?
2: Yeah, the two other teams. I've I'm gonna have to go Man night at home to West Brom. I was actually having this this conversation earlier with a friend about West Brom, and although they've uh, they've not actually won a, oh, no, they haven't won a game, have they? Actually, they lost the Fulham game, and um, they've they've still had a couple of games where they've looked quite solid, even in the game against uh, my team Spurs the other week. But I think it's hard just to look past uh, uh, United at home against them, even though United's home form's been pretty abysmal. Um, so Allegiance to
0: point to that. Yeah,
2: and West Brom have got a, a handy record at Old Trafford lately. But again, with Pinaldez and, and then his seventeen points last time, I had to go, uh, you know, with with United at home. And my other one, I think, it kind of speaks for itself: Fulham, who you know have had a, a few struggles. I do actually think they've looked a bit better late, though. They've they've actually conceded a lot less goals, um, and Everton have actually lost a few. So I do think that's actually going to be quite a tricky tie. But again, um, I've got to look at the league table and uh, and the fixture on paper. Um, and, and it was quite easily Everton to away at Fulham. Um, but I actually still have a look. Although it's one to watch out for, I, I think it could have potential to still be quite a tight game. But um, yeah, Everton, United and Chelsea are my uh, my three teams to watch out for.
0: Definitely some uh, tantalising uh, plays on paper for those teams. Um, obviously, you've got some of them in your captain choices as well. So who do you reckon will be the best captain picks?
2: I think the top captain pick this week's definitely going to be uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, it's really, really hard to look past him this week. I would have put Rashford in there alongside him, but he does have a, uh, a yellow marker on him at the moment. Um, again, that man, Ziyech uh, from Chelsea, away at Newcastle. He seems to be on all their set pieces as well. Uh, Jack Grealish, home to Brighton. Uh, Mane, who I don't think he's got a... Uh, you know, enough uh, praises in in terms of his, obviously his FPL performance the last few years, he's kind of overshadowed by Salah, but, you know, he could be a huge one if you want to get out Salah and bring in a Liverpool player. Um, If you don't go for Yotta, you know, you get Mane and he's an absolute, you know, brilliant FPL asset to have. Um, He's really known to get double digit scores. So I think if if you want to look at someone different, again, Mane, Uh, I'm still going to stick Kane in there. I know he's got a tough game, but penalties, I think, You know, he's a big game player, uh, which Jack did mention earlier on. It's hard to look past these big guys in any fixture. Um, I've got a few choices this week. Hammers as well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Wilfred Zaha away at Burnley. Burnley, you know, their form's been absolutely dreadful. Um, They can barely score a goal at home. So I feel Palace might be able to hit them on the break. Um and then my curveball captain this week, obviously I chose Lamptey last week who did end up returning with a uh, clean sheet, which was nice. Um look whether or not he's a curveball, but I think on his current form, uh, he's one of my differentials, Martial. Normally I'd say he's not really a curveball, but I think with the uh, the form of your of United this season and Martial, um, he's kind of one that if you're not gonna go Fernandez, you're not gonna go Grealish. Um, or Ziyech, um then Martial could be a, a good option, especially for you, uh, for you wild carders who, um, you know, you want a differential to uh, to get above someone else in a mini league.
0: And obviously, you've also got your uh, Guru Scout Eleven coming up as well. Obviously, within the hundred million pound budget, that is up on the screen now. So you've got Fabianski and Net and a back three as well, which is a bit interesting. So uh, talk us through what your thought process there was.
2: Yeah, look, I've I've had to go. A, uh, I think we're going to be very heavy on midfield this week. So 3-5-2 is definitely where it's at, I think, for formation. Fabianski, a nice fixture. Chilwell, really good fixture. Uh, Triple up on Everton there. Luca D, uh, Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin, I think they could speak for themselves. Uh, Van Aanholt, who uh, I know you mentioned you thought it was maybe a bit of an overrated pick, but... There is a few rumours going around that uh, he is the uh, the next in line as a penalty taker for Palace after Zaha. So, I know wow. he did score a penalty last season. So, um, you know, there's a few uh, whispers in the FPL community. That, uh, it. Can't yeah, well, I think he might still have a suspension. So, they're talking about who's going to take it now. Will it be Van Aanholt or Zaha? Because last season, Palace played West Ham away and, and Van Aanholt picked up the ball and they gave him the penalty. So... There's that, but, but I, I because he was within the budget. I do like the look of Klein, though, and um, that's actually a really good budget option. Who, um, you know, I, uh, you know, probably missed off my uh, my differentials there actually with the, uh, uh, with the lineup. But um, again, I think uh, Van Aanholt's not a bad shout. Fernandez, Ziyech, Grealish, Zaha, I think they all speak for themselves. Uh, they're in most of our teams. I know uh, Statman Dave's got a bit of a. Uh, Bit of a crush on uh, on Ziak I think he's got him in uh, a few of his teams from memory. Uh, and then, yeah, up front, part of the uh, triple up, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Werner, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of Timo Werner uh, this season. Um, but, fun. That, but there's just something about him when he sticks out on that left. I did want to put Tammy Abraham in there above him. Um, he's actually kind of matching him quite similar for, uh, you know, his input in games lately. But the penalties sway it, and I think it is really hard to look past Werner away at Newcastle. Um, something about after that, watching that Newcastle Southampton game, like I really, really lost a bit of faith in the in the Geordies. So, um, yeah, can. yeah, I think uh, that could be a. Um, it is the early game though, after an international break. So, um, but I just think, yeah, that that could be a, a two-three, potentially even sort of a four-four-one-four-nil type of game. But um, I hope not because. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Chelsea, but um, you know, I think that's a a pretty strong eleven there. What about in the, uh, in the there. in the back
3: line? There, yeah. Instead of Van Arnholt, like James Justin, obviously he grabbed a goal for the under twenty one during the week as well, and he's I think he's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Than Van true.
2: But i I think yeah. if we're going to compare the fixtures, yeah, Burnley away compared to Liverpool away, it's, it's uh, chalk and cheese. I think I think Burnley will be. Uh, in the uh, in the championship next season with their uh, you know their current form and um, which I know Ollie will <laughs> like to hear but I think if I'm, gonna,
1: right now, yeah, I if I'm gonna yeah if
2: I'm gonna pick a fixture Liverpool away or Burnley away I think without crowds you know what if if there was crowds there it it could be a bit different um, but um, yeah Van Aanholt but again like any I think Van Aanholt or Klein are both really good good options or even Scott Dan from Palace this weekend but I had the money to stretch out with Van Aanholt Van so. You know, I put him in there. Not a good point, fair play. I
0: mean, in terms of Burnley, it could be an East Lancashire derby next season. Um, I mean, we could even miss them and go up to the Prem and if they go down, but too late to call that just yet. But on this form, you, you, you know, you, we could be seeing uh, championship football at Turf more, but definitely a good team there, I'd say. Um, obviously, got a few players that me and Elliot don't have. We're obviously both wildcarding, so we could, in theory, create this exact same team. But, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> very good, good team is,
2: Yeah, I think as well, just, sorry, last point is... Uh, this team is for this game week, so um, I haven't looked too much beyond the uh, the fixtures after this. So, um, yeah, whether or not it would be a uh, could be a good free hit team though. This, if you're looking at doing your free hit,
3: midfield, midfield's crazy good. You know, in terms yeah, of forward, nice. obviously Very all the hit. all the players have all stepped up already, haven't they? <laughs> this this season, they've all been you know top players.
2: Oh, it's a huge game week for these uh these cheaper options like your uh you know your Grealish's, your Zaha's. Um, You know, the non-premium players, but who knows, it could backfire and the, uh, you know, the Canes and the Sons of this world and the De Bruyne's could turn around and, uh, you know, finally get the, well, the Spurs players have done well, but they they could uh, get the big points in the big game and and these guys could, could flop. So you just never know in fantasy this season.
0: So now we move on to the draft section and we're joined alongside uh, Statman Dave, who I never really introduced. It always seems to be neglected, but he he is here. He's in Geelong. But uh, Statman, how are we? I'm
2: doing all right.
0: Yeah, obviously you've uh, been analysing this whole team while uh, we've all been nattering on about Classic. You've just been uh, revising, checking over your notes, you know, making a few moves, a few transactions. So um, how's that been going?
1: No, there there's not a lot to grab at the moment. There's uh there's not much talent left that hasn't been picked up already. So I think I'll be uh holding firm for a little bit.
0: I mean, that's a lie. We all know you're gonna throw something out an hour before the deadline that's gonna, you know, come out of nowhere and you'll all just it'll show us all up and um Yeah, now yeah, you're I'm right, the right there isn't much talent
1: left. Now that I'm not on the bottom, I can't reveal that anymore because otherwise people can jump in ahead of me. Oh, I mean, Elliot, Elliot, I'm, I'm guaranteeing Matt target. Yes, get in. <laughs>
0: uh, lucky, Lance. Uh, I, think, I think I might have put something in for targets. So I've got to rethink my plans. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> but just going back over the results from last week. So, obviously, Matt beat Jack in the game of the round. I, I managed to fluke a one-point win over my old man because Arsenal were defensively an absolute shambles. Uh, we had James, who got smashed by Statman Dave himself. He's picking up a bit of form. And the result of the week, Rolando... Beat the uh, the classic guru, the real classic guru. Um, I think Matt's almost been unseated now, Elliot, but he's definitely not a draft guru though. He's on the bottom of the league. He lost by nine points. Rolando's opened his account, and Elliot is propping up the table in eighth spot. As he said, he's got the uh, first tips on who he wants to bring in for transactions. So I think Matt's targets on the list, but he's an, he's absolutely shocking in drafting. If I've got him this week, if I don't win, I, I might just quit for good this season uh, for draft. So because if I don't win that, that, that I think that is your that is your uh, you're falling away or your Burnley, or, sorry, Fulham at home or Burnley at home, you've just got to win those, put the three points on the board and move on. But in terms of the standings, we've got Jack. He's been top from the start, being uh, chased by uh, by Matt there, who's very close to him now, breathing down his neck. I'm in third, and then we've got two wins clear of, uh, of Nathan, and uh, one win back is Dave. Further back from there, we've got James, Rolando, and then Elliot's at the bottom. So um, we'll just move on quickly because I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about it. I'm sure we all do, though. But we can't spend too long on it. Speaking of Elliot, I've got him. As I've said, I've just got to win. In terms of other fixtures, we've got a uh, Nathan against Jack, which is the fixture of the weekend. I think, in uh, in my opinion, could be a game for uh, for the lads to claw on so back on the top three. But if Jack wins, then you uh, you think he holds top spot for yet another week. Matt has got James Gazden, so potential for uh, possibly some goal difference, or maybe James could spring an upset. Who knows? But uh, if uh, James wins, that'll send some shockwaves across the uh, draft community, the Papa John's draft community. Uh, (laughs) If you don't get the reference, watch last week's podcast. It was absolutely hilarious. That was brought about by Elliot, who I've just got to win this week. And the last fixture is Rolando, who's uh, riding high after his first win of the season. He's playing against Statman Dave, who's been playing himself into a bit of form. But the match of the round for me is uh, the Maclads against the Jillas Killers, I think, is the one. So if you look at the team from last week, the one point loss to me. So uh, thank you, Arsenal. Thank you, Aston Villa. So uh, Arsenal's defensive shambles for getting me the win there, but uh, we'll throw it. We'll throw it to you, Jack. Actually, where do you think you can expose the win
3: here by looking at this team? Um, well, I'm, I'm looking at. I don't know what he's got. He's got Son and Bale. They've obviously got a diff, difficult fixture this week. Um, obviously I've been I've been stepping up. Going Son and uh, Kane will be uh, will be looking good. I've got Kane in my team, so i hopefully Son won't do too well, but that'll affect my classic. So. I'm a bit worried about that. Um obviously teachers Pep Mount if he's gonna play. Um we'll see how he goes. Hopefully he's quiet. Um just not obviously too sure on whether um he'll perform, but he's playing uh, you know against Pep's city, so we'll see how that goes. Um Wolves, not too concerned about his defence, but Bellerin obviously he's been pretty dangerous um last couple of weeks. He looked good. I think the guru was talking about him last week as well. Um so, yeah, listen, there's not much happening. And obviously Pope in goal, he probably needs to change with Fabianski, to be fair, doesn't he? But let's keep that one quiet and hopefully he's not listening. Um, obviously, I think looking at my team, if you just jump on that one. Um, team's looking pretty healthy. Uh, we've already mentioned some of the players that are in there today. I've just, you know, probably, I don't know if it's up to date or not, but bringing Martial in for Justin. Um, and then obviously play um, a three no no sorry actually Marcia, um, Tellez in for Justin because um, Tellez will probably start for Luke Shaw um, and then Traore out with Martial in and play a four-three-three, and then a the front line of Kane Martial and Lacazette uh, Arsenal playing against Leeds away hopefully he can maybe bag um, Ward Prowse should be fit I guess and he can carry on that form and then obviously Zaha and Grealish who are obviously the talk of the town um, so yeah Good luck, the Mac lads. I think he might need it. He's been actually checking. I mean, he's been checking his team.
0: So I've been trying to get him to play FPL and, and draft for years, but he's actually checking it now. So it could be a it could be a win for the Mac lads. But if we throw it to the rest of the panel, Elliot, we'll start with you. I don't know why we're getting uh, any predictions from you because you're about as uh, as useless as a, a chocolate teapot in draft. But uh, who do you reckon to win this one?
1: It, I mean, looking at Jack's team there, uh, I think it's got to be all Jack. To be honest, I think you, you could be looking at a twenty point gap, maybe. If I'm honest. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a big gap, big discrepancy. Let's see what do I know?
1: So.
0: Absolutely nothing when it comes to draft, mate. So I don't know why you're piping up, but um, we'll have to see if you're right. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. Who knows? Uh, Matt, the classic guru. Um, Obviously, a bit of knowledge in draft as well. Who do you reckon do you see winning this one?
2: Oh, Jack's going to win this, I think. Uh, Grealish, Zaha, Martial, Jared Bowen, Chilwell. Yeah. I've just, as well
3: instead of just Yeah, <laughs> You know what? I
2: think your old man's gonna have to uh switch his keepers and maybe even see if he can get some confirmation that Pat Schwai might get a go. because uh, he's got a few assists this season, but yeah, he might need to get on the uh on the transactions or on the free agents and see if there's anything he can do. But um yeah, I can't look past Jack. That that team's very, very good for game week nine
0: a couple of goals for Batshuayi over the international break as well. So maybe he's a danger man. I'm going to be a bit different. I'm going to say that uh, Jack's finally going to lose a game and I'm going to uh, support the old man here and say he's uh, going to get a win.
3: That'll
2: be two in a
0: row.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did lose last week.
0: Oh, two in a row, of course. You lost to uh, the Guru, but I'm going to say he's going to lose again and I'm going to say he's going to lose top spot for the first time this season. There's my big call. Jack, wow. you'll be unseated off the crown for the first time this season. I, I
3: think it's just because you're-, you're not a fan of Jilla's killers.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've set the pace early on, let's say that, but I think you're a bit complacent. I think my <laughs> old man's going to spring a surprise and you're going to be knocked off the league and it's going to be whittled down from a three-horse race to a two-horse race between me and Matt. For the, uh, for the Papa John's draft trophy but that's a discussion for another day um, just on the Papa John's trophy the actual real one we saw a couple of massive results overnight which we uh, had a little talk about in the chat but um, again I think Papa John's if, if you do want to open an Australia branch it would be nice if you could uh, get a bit of a sponsor on us because I think it's uh, beneficial for all parties if, uh, if that could be sorted but uh, that's the draft done for another week and that is also the podcast done for another week it's absolutely flown by this one but um, Elliot, obviously, we'll switch back to classic for you because this is the game you're actually good at. Um, are you confident wildcarding this week?
1: I think after just having this discussion, I'll have, have to, have, you know, with the wild card, you keep looking at it, you keep making little changes, but I think you've got to just go with your gut team, your first team, you mate. You don't want to mess around with it too much, and I hope hope for a big big points haul this week. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, mate, for all the best. And uh, all the best to all of you
0: out there. Remember the deadline, 10 o'clock. Melbourne time on Saturday night so make sure you don't miss that get your teams in before then but for now we'll catch you later see you next week same time same channel take care
3: do you need the toilet or something have you got to go (laughs) nah